the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. Let's discuss this and many more things with Cheryl Atkinson. She is an Emmy Award winning investigative journalist, folks. A real live bona fide journalist. We can't find them anymore. They're, they're almost extinct. She was a correspondent for CBS News from 1993 to 2014. She is the host of Sinclair's Sunday morning news program, Full Measure. And Cheryl is the author of the brand new book, The Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and How You Vote. Cheryl, welcome back to The Chris Salcedo Show. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Pleasure is all ours. Trust us. Uh, look, I, let, me, let me get off uh, first on this foot of reminding uh, uh, the folks over at MSNBC where the term fake news came from. It came from originally a smear toward Donald Trump because they were saying the only reason he had won the presidency was because of the fake news that was being generated by the Russians. And then he co-opted that term and uh, turned it on them, and now they don't appreciate that term very much. It's funny because people forgot that, you know, I traced it back really to September of 2016, and a group called First Draft, a nonprofit on the web, announced this anti-fake news effort partnering with groups like CNN and New York Times and Washington Post. And I dug in a little bit about them, and it turns out they were founded in the U.K. at the beginning of the election season here, at the election cycle, with funding primarily from Google's parent company, Alphabet, whose CEO or whose head was Hillary Clinton's second largest donor. And as soon as they made their announcement in September, within a month, President Obama was jumping aboard saying there had to be curators in the wild, wild west to get rid of fake news. And all of a sudden, as if they had their marching orders, this phrase made headlines nearly every day in the media. Right. You're absolutely correct. Until Donald Trump co-opted it and started putting it back on so-called journalists who were fabricating news. Uh, The most recent example is CNN, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I thought it fascinating that, that, that this individual, Stephanie Rule over at, at MSNBC, she really either had forgotten or didn't understand the origin of the term fake news. That's right. And that's why I kind of call him President Trump the anti-smear candidate because of his unconventional way of handling things. Um, he's a wild card and they, they really all attempts to smear him seem to ultimately backfire. Uh, I was asked by one of our our listeners who knew you were coming on, could you please ask Cheryl this about the infiltration of the news media by persons hired by outside progressive liberal entities? Uh, These individuals are supposed to sway news coverage to the left, to be sympathetic toward the left wing. Can you explain that? I'm, I'm imagining he was wanting to find out if that was detailed in your book. Yes, I mean, what I say is there's been an infiltration that's taken place over the past decade where we're not only inviting political pundits and operatives and even corporate actors to be on the news, you know, talking points is for state television, but we've invited them in our newsroom as well, hiring them as editorial presences, as reporters and anchors, producers, and people who are making decisions to steer the narratives. And why are we surprised, therefore, that narratives in the end are being steered by the very people that we're reporting on. Emmy award-winning investigative journalist Cheryl Atkinson, our guest right now, the book is called The Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and How You Vote. CNN, 
MSNBC, the major networks. I, I, I don't think I, I am stepping out of line by saying that actual journalism has really fallen here in this country, and it's to the detriment of, of, of our citizens. I, I know that you, you being an actual journalist has probably mapped this fall. How did we get here? I think it's been many years in the making where there's an entire industry that's grown up in the past decades that has realized the value of being able to co-opt the images we see on the news and with the advent of the internet online and in social media. And they've perfected the techniques because they know that there's nothing more powerful than controlling the images the public sees for a political and usually financial interest at its heart. And they've, how we got here is, I think we in the news media were not as careful as we should have been and could have been in making sure we stayed independent of these influences. By the time I saw it happening with my stories, maybe starting about 10 years ago, the sophisticated efforts by corporations and PR firms and law firms that would try to stop news and, you know, smear reporters so that they didn't report certain things. Uh, by the time I saw it happening with more frequency and sophistication, I was saying to people at CBS and the lawyers at CBS and investigative reporter conferences, we need to look at this and really focus on it, develop our own strategies to make sure we remain outside of that influence. And I, I just feel like not many people were focused on it or thought it was very important. And, and now it's, I won't say it's too late to ever fix it, but it's so far, it's so deeply entrenched. I don't know what you do that's an easy fix. Yeah, to circle back to the, the whole fake news and, and its origins, and let me add another layer to that. Uh, on the Republican side, repeal and replace. Now we here on the, on the Chris Salcedo Show, opinion, not news, we have called, well, BS on, on this whole idea of repeal and replace of Obamacare. That's not what the Republicans are doing. They're tweaking, they're repairing, whatever. They're not re repealing anything and they're not replacing it, but you see all over the press this, this echoing of what the Republicans are, are, are saying. It's repeal and replace, and there's no thoughtful examination of what the Republicans are actually doing. And, and this, to me, is symptomatic of a press that is being led by the nose rather than, well, frankly, doing what, what you used to do, which was, I am not going to accept the narrative. I'm going to report what I find. It, it seems that there could be a financial component with a lot of these newsrooms not, not having the financial resources to to do that kind of thing anymore, but it's also laziness, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people cite resources over time as to why certain kind of reporting isn't done, and I don't buy that because, you know, there, it's possible to do that kind of reporting without a lot of resources. It doesn't always take money. It takes desire and some brain work and, you know, legwork, basically. So, I, I don't think it's just a resource issue. Cheryl Atkinson, everybody, is an Emmy Award-winning investigative journalist. She was a correspondent for CBS News, 1993 to 2014. Uh, she's the most, uh, uh, the host, rather, of Sinclair's Sunday morning news program, Full Measure. Cheryl is the author of the new book, The Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and How You Vote. Cheryl Atkinson was dismissed from CBS News. She was dismissed because she had it in her mind that she was to report with the same serious vigor on the Obama administration that she had reported on the Bush administration with. That is a journalist's job, to be fair and even-handed regardless of, of, of who is inside of the Oval Office. 
and she took it seriously. Uh, during the Bush administration, the folks at CBS had no problem with her being a hard-nosed journalist and going after the truth with the Bush administration. However, when she took that same work ethic uh, into the Obama administration, there was a problem. The Obama administration had come up with a war room designed to berate, to abuse, and to threaten access to certain news agencies if they didn't fall in line and stopped and, and didn't adopt the president's mantra or mindset or, or vernacular on how to refer to certain issues. She wasn't about to do that because it would be compromising. Well, and, and I've interviewed her before. It would be compromising what she had basically set herself up to, to do her entire life, which was be a hard-hitting journalist. And uh, the Obama administration didn't appreciate it, and thus CBS didn't appreciate it. So the, the, the question I have basically w w was this. We, I detailed for the folks the circumstances surrounding your, your being let go from CBS. And, and I don't want to say that was the harbinger, that was the beginning of the downfall of journalism, although I thought it was a travesty. But uh, nowadays we're hearing journalists openly saying, oh, right-wing news and left-wing news. And I was under the impression there was supposed to be just news. And this polarization is not healthy for journalism, is it? It's not. And, you know, what I've noticed is if, if you're sort of CBS like I was for many years or PBS or CNN, you're considered just the news, even if your ownership leans left and supports Democrats and so on. But if you work for anybody else, you're automatically right-leaning because you don't work for one of the left-leaning outlets, but they're rarely called left-leaning. So um, as someone who's been all across working at various different organizations, it's interesting to see the labels that come, um, you know, that, that have come with all of this and the turn that it's taken. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm a big proponent of education and getting some sense back into education. Don't you think something has to happen at the educational level for for journalism students so they can get a proper perspective? Because I think you're right. I think what they're learning at the college level or maybe even the high school level is that left-wing bias equals real journalism and anything that's not left-wing biased is, is either fake journalism or right-wing bias. I think that's true. The problem is for us to correct, um, I've been saying lately, we have to A, admit there's a problem and B, have the desire to change. And I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we really have admitted in our industry we think we have a problem. We think, we're, you know, many of, the, many of the people we're talking about think they're doing exactly the right thing. And they certainly haven't developed a you know, desire to change. Well, I am glad to promote your work and promote your book. Again, folks, The Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and How You Vote. We're always thrilled to have you. Cheryl Atkinson, everybody, is the author, Emmy Award-winning investigative journalist. Keep us posted on what you're up to because we love having you on. Okay, Chris. Thank you so much. All right. Pleasure was all mine.